0: Welcome to First Line. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson and I am a PGY1 psychiatry resident physician. In this podcast, we discuss whole person health and wellness through an osteopathic lens, holistically addressing the body, mind, and spirit. We also discuss topics important to medical trainees, including pre-med students, medical students, and residents. Thanks for joining me. providing personalized assistance specifically to medical students. I can help with editing your CV for away rotations or other opportunities, I can aid in revisions for your personal statement, and I can help edit your ERAS application. I will catch your grammar and style mistakes and also provide feedback on content revision so you can craft documents that make you more competitive. There are so many expensive services out there that charge hundreds to thousands of dollars on reviews which is why I'm offering a much more affordable service with different price packages based on your needs. While many services out there are led by staff members who are years to decades removed from their experience as medical students, I'm uniquely positioned to help you as someone who has been through this process recently and as someone with professional writing and editing experience. Use the link in this episode description to learn more about the services I offer for individualized help. Hello, as promised, here is another episode on the common interview questions that I got during residency interviews last year. I matched in the 2023 cycle and I'm currently a first-year resident, so a lot of this information is fresh in my mind and I also took pretty detailed notes throughout the interview season. So, These are the questions that came up a lot and some of the tips that I have for them. There was a previous episode published on some more of these interview questions and this is rounding out the list. Another thing you might get is, is for the interviewer to say, tell me something about yourself that's not in your application. So this is a hard one because you always want to show your best self in your application. I think it helps to include things that are new since you've submitted your application like maybe since you're tying up your clinical rotations and you may have a little bit extra time now that now that you're not working on your application you have picked up a new hobby or a new interest and you definitely want to talk about that because that's not just something that wasn't included but it's also an update even if it's not directly related to your candidacy so I think my my answer for this was that I started getting more into yoga since completing my application, so I like to include that. You can also just include any hobby that you have that just didn't make it on your application, um, or just like a fun fact of an experience you had that may just not have been included as one of your 10 experiences. Like maybe it was just a few years old, but it's something that's interesting enough to bring up. Like even something like I was a cheerleader in high school or um, I played soccer in college, something like that. But just make sure it's something that you can elaborate about a little bit more because they might ask some follow-up questions. Okay, another one. This is a difficult one, but tell me about a time that you failed. This one is super important to have a strong answer for. You don't want to get to the point where you are asked this and you can't think of anything. And then you end up saying, oh, I can't really think of any time that I failed. That looks really bad. So you definitely want to think of an example for this. It doesn't have to be the greatest failure. Like you don't have to have failed out of school or failed a course or anything like that it can be a smaller thing the important part of this response is that not how impressive your failure was more of the time is going to be spent on talking about your reaction to that failure and how you used it as a point of growth that should be the focus so it can be a small failure big failure it doesn't matter it matters how you responded to it and how you can articulate that in your answer so Some examples of something is maybe you run for a leadership position and you weren't elected into that position. That can be used as an example. Maybe you had a leadership position and you wanted to accomplish something, like you entered the position with goals and you just weren't able to meet those goals. Doesn't mean you really failed in your position, it's just that you failed with completing all of your goals. You can even use something like you set a New Year's resolution and you weren't able to fulfill it. And maybe your answer is just that you had to set more realistic goals for yourself. Or maybe you learned about time management. Maybe you learned about prioritizing. Maybe you learned that you wanted to accomplish something, but you tried to do it on your own. And so you learned that you should ask help from others and that you can accomplish more when you have people that support you. And maybe you did fail an exam at some point. You can talk about how you changed your study strategies to adapt to that. Maybe it's not even a failed exam, but maybe you just got a lower grade than you were expecting and that forced you to adapt a little bit more. So again, the takeaway here is that it doesn't really matter what you choose for this, but just that you have a good explanation about what it meant to you and what you learned from it. So, kind of related to this question is when an interviewer asks you to tell them about a time that you received negative feedback. So, for this, again, you definitely want to have an answer. You don't want to say, Oh, I've never received negative feedback. But you don't really need this elaborate answer about a time that you received really bad criticism. So, Even something that's very slight can be used here. Try to think of something you can use. Even if it's just getting used to a style of a different attending and fitting their expectations for their presentations and how to write notes. The real point of this question is that you can identify some sort of shortcoming that you've had throughout your medical school journey. And most importantly, you can... Elaborate on how you adapted to it and being flexible and changing what you were doing based off of feedback they received. Because ultimately, residencies want to have residents who are teachable and who can learn from their mistakes and can take feedback and apply it by improving whatever they received that negative negative feedback on which is one of the most important qualities in a resident so you can be top of your class while you finish medical school but it's really important that you're growing throughout residency because even the best medical student will not know as much and will not have as much experience as a resident when they're completing residency so it's really important for residencies to identify that you are someone that has demonstrated this in the past of receiving negative feedback and responding to it appropriately. You don't want to include an example of when you received negative feedback that you disagreed with because then you can't show how you adapted to it. If you disagreed with it, maybe you just continued doing what you were doing before. And that's really not the point of this question. You definitely want to use a different example than that. Another thing that is also kind of along the same lines is another difficult question is if an interviewer asks to tell them about a challenge or an obstacle that you experienced in medical school. So it's kind of especially similar to the tell me about a time you failed, but it's a little bit more specific to medical school. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a failure. It can just be something that you had maybe in your personal life or maybe something that presented itself that could have led to a failure, but it's more about anticipating something to be difficult and again, adapting to it and changing how you were approaching things so that it maybe doesn't lead to failure but it's okay to use something a similar answer to this question than about the time that you failed with that emphasis on the learning opportunity that's there but when you're asked when you're asked this question it's also okay to speak about some kind of almost like a risk factor to having failure in medical school and how you were able to confront that challenge and and still rise above it Maybe you had to change your learning style when you first started medical school. Maybe what you've always used during undergrad wasn't working for you anymore. And so you had to ask for help. Maybe you had a lot to balance in medical school. But again, is key here is to briefly discuss what the challenge was, but to focus more on what changes you made and how you adapted to that challenge. Another question that I would get a lot another difficult one, is what is a conflict you have experienced and how did you approach it? And this question can be asked in many different ways. You can be asked to specifically about a conflict that you had with a peer, specifically a conflict you had with an attending, or maybe even a conflict you had with a patient. So I would Try to think of an example for each one of these, and then whatever your strongest one is, you can use for when you're just generically asked what's an example of a conflict and how did you approach it. So when you're thinking about conflicts with peers, attendings, or patients, I think a really good approach to answering this question is to think about a miscommunication. Because I think a lot of conflicts come down to a miscommunication. And this is the best kind of conflict to discuss because you're not you're not really blaming any one party. You don't want to talk about a conflict where to speak about it, you have to blame a peer, an attending, or a patient for being wrong about something. So I think miscommunications work the best here. And again, briefly discuss the conflict and focus more on how you approached it. Focus on how you alleviated that miscommunication and how you bridged the gap between what you were thinking and what that other person was thinking. And emphasize your ability to take a step back and look at the whole situation and use some critical thinking and analysis to, as well as empathy, to put yourself in the position of the other person and then realize where they were coming from and then bridge that miscommunication I think that is the best way to approach this question obviously i'm speaking very vaguely but you're going to provide the appropriate language based off of the personal experience that you've had and i with all of these questions i recommend not making something up that never happened I would be surprised if you have never had a conflict. Choose something just so you can do that thought exercise of how you approached it so that the interviewer can get a good idea about if a conflict arose during residency that you would be able to handle it appropriately. One question that is kind of difficult to answer and I can't really provide too much specific advice for it, but one that you should be ready for is to describe what a good doctor is in your specialty and to describe what a bad doctor would look like. So when thinking about what a good doctor would look like, you can absolutely refer to attendings that you've had in the past and you should think about this when thinking of an answer for this question. And For this, focus on soft qualities. I think that comes across a little bit better if you can talk about bedside manner and empathy and clear communication and inspiring patients and focusing on preventative care in addition to addressing the chief complaint and things like that. Those are just a few examples. But ultimately, you want something that you personally identify with, and it's going to look a little bit different specialty to specialty as well. So maybe in a surgical specialty, you can talk more about the teamwork aspect of being in the OR. When speaking about what a bad doctor would look like in your specialty, you don't want to speak in particularly about attendings that you have in the past, even if you are inspired by this by certain attendings with this answer, but speak a little bit more hypothetically with this. I think it's really just going to be the opposite of what I described as with a good doctor. So it's maybe someone that is driven more by results instead of process, someone that has poor bedside manner, someone that rushes through to see patients instead of taking their time when appropriate, someone who cuts corners, and maybe someone that gets burnt out and doesn't really have any stress relievers. So those are just an example of a few things to talk about, but again, you'll find different things with different specialties that would make sense to include there. And then, of course, there's the question of where do you see yourself in blank number of years? And I think the most common intervals I got was five years, ten years, and fifteen years. So when you're thinking about five years, just think about it for a second. This means that you are maybe finishing up residency, um maybe a few years out of residency, depending on what specialty you do, and maybe you're still in residency. So, just think about what that would specifically mean for you. So if your family medicine were another three-year program, then, you know, you can talk about just an early, early career. You know, are you working outpatient, inpatient? Are you going to establish your own practice? Are you going to be in academics? Are you going to be in a community hospital serving um, underserved patients? So just little things like that are you going to pursue fellowship? So maybe you're still in training. If you're doing internal medicine, maybe you're doing a cardiology fellowship. So either those like early career or you know, you're finishing up your education. So you're providing more of those educational goals. So when you get the 10 year question, that means that you're a few years out from residency. So this should be like the very representative idea of, what you want to do with your practice of medicine. So, really these are your longer term goals of where you kind of see yourself practicing. The 15 years or anything longer than 15 years, you want to maybe focus a little bit more on legacy. So maybe you want to touch on mentoring younger physicians and more early career physicians maybe you want to talk about advocacy and serving in different administrative bodies. Maybe you want to talk about getting more into education and refining your craft. Maybe talk about being a lifelong learner. And you can get a little personal too. You can speak about starting a family or if you already have a family, you can talk about how how old your kids would be at that time. So make it a little bit personal you can add these little touches maybe you'll say that you want to at that point you would be taking off a few weeks out of the year to travel i think that's totally appropriate to say and it doesn't make you look bad for not wanting to work 365 days out of the year so you can include some personal goals as well that's kind of part of this question as well okay another kind of difficult question is what would you bring to this program So for this, you want to be a little bit specific, and this depends on who you are as an applicant. So I talked a little bit about this in my episode about preparing for interviews, about how you should really have that one thing that is unique about you that you kind of emphasize throughout your application and also in your interview. So this is what would come up again in this answer. So Maybe you have a lot of research experience, so you want to do research during residency and you want to help develop projects and help other residents get involved in research. Maybe you want to do a lot of community service. Maybe you have a track record of having a lot of community service and you would bring that uh, servant spirit into the residency. Maybe you have some goals about improving didactics and you would bring some of those innovative educational ideas to the residency but you definitely want to think of something here that is not just simply that you are hard worker with a positive attitude so be a little bit more specific about what is unique about you and if you review your application it should kind of spring out at you and you can use some examples from your application to back up why you're saying whatever trait or characteristic you're using to answer this question. An interesting question I got a few times is, how would your best friend describe you? Maybe this is fairly unique among psychiatry programs, but I did get this a few times. So this is really getting at an interesting perspective about who you are as a friend and then the question is also requiring you to put yourself in the shoes of your best friend and think about how they view you so it's a really interesting question and i'm not sure if i ever had a good answer for it um in the moment when i was asked this question because it wasn't really something i prepared to answer but again you want to focus on more of those soft qualities instead of instead of saying qualities that would be more like what a colleague would refer to you as so obviously like a colleague or a peer in medical school will say that you work hard and you you study well and you're a team player and things like that but your best friend wouldn't describe you like that so for that you want to i think it's good to focus on loyalty and following through with plans, and showing up even when times get rough, always seeing the positive of things, being humorous. Obviously, this is going to differ based off of your personality, but those are just some examples. View the show notes for additional information about this episode and access the link to Firstline's website. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to Firstline on your favorite podcast app to hear a new episode every Monday. Thanks for listening.